Hello and welcome. My name is Tanai and I help women become confident with themselves and their sexuality and shed the pressure to be the good girl. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, only to find out that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia, to drop all of your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo episode about a topic that I love talking about called dating yourself. And I'm sure that dating yourself is something that you guys have seen because it's, you know, something that's very buzzy lately, Um, sort of stepping away from this idea of being single and instead thinking about that time being single as a time when you're dating yourself. And that's something that was really big in my journey and something that I still practice today. And I think that it's big for everyone, not just when you're single, but also when you're dating, when you're in a relationship. Um, I think dating yourself is such an important part of creating self-love and creating really connected and powerful relationships where you feel like you're meeting your needs and like the relationships are meeting your standards. So I'm excited to talk about this today. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to be sharing with you an awesome opportunity for women um, to sign up for my Dating Yourself program starting this summer, 2021. And um, it's, yeah, it's a group coaching program for women who are looking to learn how to fill their own cup and take care of their needs and find out what their needs are and their desires are and um, learn how to go from being by themselves to with themselves and what that difference is. Um, And it's all structured over two months, meeting weekly, and you're taking yourself out on all these different dates. So it's super fun, gets you outside of your comfort zone and all about self-love and how to treat your self-love to the next level, how to take your self-love to the next level. So super excited to share that with you. And also, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for the support and for popping into listen every week. I have over a thousand downloads. I cannot believe it. You know, I've only been recording this podcast for a couple months. I started earlier this year and wow, I just, I can't believe that I, you know, have passed the thousands. So thank you so much. And I'm really loving all your reflections. Those of you who have been DMing me on Instagram, it means so much. And keep those requests coming. If there's any topics that I haven't talked about yet that you want me to talk about or any guests that you'd like for me to have on my podcast, I am all ears and loving those reflections and ratings. So keep them coming. And I appreciate it so, so much. So yeah, let's talk about dating yourself something that has been so big in my journey and has been so fun for me to support women in. Actually, there's, um, I think it's something that no matter who you are, woman, man, transgender, whatever, whatever orientation you are, I think it's so important 
for people to take that time to date themselves. I think at least for men and women, you know, men too don't have the approval for themselves to date themselves, or at least it's not comfortable for them. You know, that's why it's so common when men get out of a long-term relationship that they go into another one because it's, it's a little more difficult for men or, you know, people who are more masculine oriented to sit with their feelings and to sit with themselves and not have company. So yeah, so something super important for everyone. And I'm just going to speak mostly around women on this episode. So there's this video that I listened to recently by Mama Gina, who's the author of Pussy, one of the books that has made the biggest influence in my self-growth journey, especially because the trainings that I've gotten in and the coaches that I've worked with, they have all been sort of influenced by Mama Gina and her whole philosophy, which is around living a life that's full of pleasure. And when you when most people hear pleasure, they think sexual pleasure, which is great too, but it's really just about enjoyment and really finding how you can add pleasure into your everyday life, how you can actually feel turn on from waking up in the morning and seeing the sunrise or or pouring yourself a nice warm cup of coffee and just sitting down and enjoying it and really seeing, you know, really feeling the pleasure that you're getting from from mundane things. And one of the things that really stood out to me in this video where Mama Gina is giving a TED talk is the consequences of having no pleasure. And she gives these statistics that are so stark, which are that every 34 seconds, a woman drops dead from having a heart attack. And heart-related illnesses and diseases are the leading killer of women in the United States. And one in eight women will have breast cancer at some point in their lives. 10 million women at some point will have an eating disorder. One in every four women suffers from depression, and only one out of them will ever seek treatment. Depression is twice as common in men than in women. And those are truly a product of women not having approval for their pleasure in their lives or for not prioritizing pleasure. For generations, we're taught to take care of other people before ourselves. And that if we take care of ourselves, we're called selfish. We're judged for not having a maternal instinct. We're taught, we're, we're, you know, we're told that we're full of ourselves in a, in a negative connotation. And, you know, because of the way things have been in this patriarchal society, we really have been taught to be more masculine and we've taught to shut our feelings off. And a woman, you know, feeling her magic, feeling her power and her pleasure is dangerous. Even though we have an organ in our body, our pussy, that has thousands of nerve endings that are, you know, when they're stimulated, they, they're meant to, you know, they're literally just for us to feel pleasure in our body. Like literally from us feeling pleasure. <laughs> Our uh, babies are born. You know, it, it is impossible for us to have babies if we don't feel pleasure. And really cutting ourselves off from pleasure is what has women be completely disconnected from their power, completely disconnected from their turn on and their 
their radiance, you know, which is women's biggest gift. And so that that really leads to all these consequences that Mama Gina, you know, lists in this video of how stark it is and, and how grave the the situation is because women aren't connected to feeling in love with themselves, seeing their beauty. You know, we were taught so much to compete against each other and to strive to look like unrealistic, unrealistic versions of what a woman should be like. We're all basically striving to be perfect. And it's leading to so much depression and unhappiness. And when I when I watched this video, I watched it like, I don't know, a hundred times and I had already read her book, but this really stood out to me so much because that's why I think dating yourself is so important. And that's why I created a whole program around it. Because, I mean, first of all, it's it's what really made such a big difference for me in the way that I show up in relationships, in the way that I relate to myself and, and my, my self-love, in the way that I, that I show up everywhere. Because dating yourself is really all about prioritizing yourself taking care of your needs, paying attention to your desires, getting to know them because how many of you out there don't even feel like you know what you want? And that's a direct result mostly out of not spending time diving into that and getting to know yourself and actually doing all those things that would allow you to get to know yourself. You know, so many of us think that it's just going to pop, that it's just going to pop in our head or that we can just think our way through it. But like, how could we actually get there to know, get to a place where we're knowing ourselves if we're not enjoying ourselves, if we're not prioritizing ourselves, if we're not going outside of our comfort zone, spending time with ourselves. So that's, you know, what I want to talk to you about today. How important it is to date yourself so that you can set the standard of what your relationships look like based on the standard that you created of how you relate to yourself. If you're able to really prioritize your needs and your desires, then that's the standard that you're going to create in your relationships. And that's, of course, what you're going to attract. Because if I value my needs and I value spending time catering to myself, then of course, I'm only going to be attracting relationships from that place, as opposed to creating relationships where I'm people-pleasing, relationships where I'm thinking more about them and less about me, which is so common. I mean, the reasons why we're afraid to ask for what we want, the reasons why we're trying to look skinnier or we're trying to have a certain look is all because we just want to please people and we want to be accepted and we want to be loved. So really dating yourself reframes that. And it really requires effort. You know, I think that's that's something that's really big for me. So the first thing about dating yourself is the effort piece. So many of the women that have been in in my dating yourself program and workshops, you know, talk about how they have no problem being by themselves and they, you know, they they take themselves out for a drink or they spend time by themselves sitting and journaling. But the thing is that that's already been part of their norm. And that's not something that you would do when you really like someone, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be when you start dating them, because actually, I posted content on my social media where, you know, I talk about how dating yourself to me is all about showing up the way that you show up when you're excited about dating someone. And so many people are like, now, nah, when I start dating someone, I don't want to give them that much attention. You know, you don't want to 
waste that much energy or time or money on someone that you barely know. And it's like, all right, I'm not talking about where, you know, at what point in the relationship, whether it's the beginning or the middle. What matters is that you are dating someone that you're really excited about and you really want to impress them. You really want them to like you. How would that look if you were relating to yourself that way? So, you know, for me, would that look like when I'm like, you know, making that effort to date myself or go on a date with myself changes the way that I dress. It changes the way that I that I prepare myself for this date, changes where I go on this date, what I order, how I'm feeling during the date. So all, you know, a lot of time when we're not dating anyone, we're we're thinking about how we want to feel special, you know, and how we miss dating or how we really want to date someone we like because there's that sense of feeling special that we're missing. And I think that element is so important when you're dating yourself. And for those of you who know the law of attraction, you attract, like, like attracts like. So being in that place of putting that effort on yourself and and feeling good and making yourself special attracts those kind of relationships into your life. I know a lot of people, what they share when when it comes to manifesting relationships, they talk a lot about being specific around what you want, how you want to feel. So let's say I want to manifest a relationship and I want to, you know, I say I really want to feel special in this relationship. So I think a really big part of it is is being in that energy so that you can be um, a vibrational match to that desire, which, you know, I'm a huge fan of Abraham Hicks and she talks about that a lot. Whatever you desire, in order to receive it, you got to be a vibrational match to it. So if you want a relationship where you're feeling special, then the work there is to find ways to make yourself feel special today. And therefore, you're going to be a vibrational match to this relationship. And on a more practical level, it totally makes sense. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where someone's giving and giving and giving to you and it makes you feel really uncomfortable. There's a part of it that, you know, might be just annoying to receive so much and it becomes too much. But at the same time, there's, we each have a, it's called a havingness level, which is, you know, what, what I've learned from my teachers. The havingness level is how much good we allow ourselves to receive. So if I have a specific havingness level and then someone comes and gives me so much more that I'm going to feel really uncomfortable. So if I'm making sure that I'm treating myself in, in, you know, in a way that makes me feel really special, then when someone comes along and wants to make me feel special, I'm going to feel totally comfortable to receive that. And if you think about it, you know, think about times when someone has given you a compliment and it makes you feel uncomfortable or someone wants to do something nice for you and you're like, oh, no, it feels so weird to receive that. That is um, a product of your havingness level. So if you don't feel comfortable receiving those things, then you're, you know, it's going to make you feel uncomfortable when people give them to you. So a really big part, again, about dating yourself is giving to yourself what you hope to be getting from others. And that way, learning about what you want to get, feeling worthy about getting them. And then if dating other people is what you're desiring, then you're going to attract it and be able to receive it. So often I hear of people talk about all the things they wish that they'd be able to do. They were in partnership. 
all the things they feel like they're missing out on, um, all of these things they're waiting for, for when they have a relationship. And I think that's really special. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I also see how there's an opportunity there to step into doing those things without depending on a partner. And it might not be like, you know, going on that romantic getaway in Hawaii, but maybe it is. For me in the past, it's been going to restaurants that I really like or trying cocktail bars in New York. I remember I would just go exploring cocktail bars in New York because it's, it's something that I really wanted to do. And I wasn't going to wait around for someone to, you know, to be able to do that. There was just times that I was just doing it by myself and and what that did and and what it's done for my clients is is give them and myself a sense of security and a sense of just living in a place of courage and not living in a place of fear. So often what I hear in my clients is that they don't want to be needy. You know, there's so much that both women and men do because they don't want to be needy. So they don't ask for what they want. They don't ask to define the relationship. They, um, they, they are afraid of being too much, which is something that, you know, is, is like something that women hear all the time. Like, don't be too much. Don't show too many emotions. Don't ask for too many things. Be put together. Be polite. Be, be sweet. <laughs> or like, you know, just, just don't be messy. And, um, and what ends up happening is that in our efforts to not be too much, we're being needy. Because we're doing all of those things in order to please someone else. It is not about us. It is not about what makes us happy. It is not about what would feel good for us. We're not being too much. We're not asking for what we want because we want to please the other person. So what I've found in clients is that in realizing that and uh, challenging those beliefs, they have felt so much freedom to express themselves and to really be themselves and and um, be received by other people, which makes them feel good. And that's what fosters a self-love. Because I'm just imagine, I mean, it feels so good to do something that feels good to you and then have someone say, yeah, that's awesome, or absolutely, or thank you. And it validates that your needs and your desires are completely perfectly, you know, they belong. And that actually, the more that you express them, the more that you're connected to other people. I had a client who started making requests to her friend. And this client felt like her friend wasn't spending enough time with her. And um, the times that they were spending together, this friend was talking just all about her. And, and my client just didn't feel heard or like she mattered. And so she actually went up to her friend and expressed to her that, you know, what her needs were and how she wanted to feel more connected to her exactly the way that, you know, she expressed, this is the way that I'd like to feel connected with you. I'd like for you to take me out on a date, make it a surprise, uh, because that's one of the things that I have women in this program do is actually ask someone else to plan a date for them. And her friend was so delighted and so grateful that she could know how to make her friend happy. That's something that we just don't realize. The fact that the people that really care about us want to know how to make us happy, especially when it comes to relationships with men 
or with um, people who are in their masculine essence, which is that men like to provide. That's that's their evolutionary like state. You know, men were hunters back in the day, and all they want to do is provide for their partners, and they like to be told how because they don't have an instruction manual. You know, so many so many women out out there, including myself in the past and even still now can get frustrated around why doesn't he know what I like or if he really loved me then he would know even even times when when women say and and clients have said oh man do I really have to say this to him every single time and the truth is yeah it could be that you're going to have to say it every single time but men really like to hear how to make their woman happy they really like to know how they can provide because nothing makes them happier than knowing that they made their woman happy, that they knew how to. And it might feel like you're sort of training a dog, but they know that they're trainable, you know, and they want to be trained. And it might take a, f- a few times to tell them because it's not something that's in their system right now. You know, it's like, it's not just going it, to, it's, it's sort of, naive to say that it's just going to take one time. It might take a little bit of a reminder until it becomes the norm, but it is so worth it. So there's just all these little ways that we have no idea that are um, hijacking our self-love and our confidence and even just our clarity around what we want and our ability to feel safe within ourselves. Because of course, if we feel no safety in in expressing our emotions or telling someone what we want or telling someone what we don't want, then that, of course, is going to leave us feeling completely disconnected from ourselves, turned off, valuing other people, which gives us so much anxiety because we never really know what other people want. You know, it's impossible to actually design a life where we're trying to please other people because in the end of the day, we don't actually know. And so, that is so that that causes so much anxiety as opposed to being you know standing in the firmness and security about what you want and being able to express that from love and and then knowing that that's going to be received with love and that if it's not that it's not going to destroy you because you have a solid relationship with yourself so i think it is so important for all of us to take some time to date ourselves. Putting an effort into dating ourselves is putting effort into dating other people. So, you know, when I hear of someone say, I don't have time for this, then what do you have time for? You know, it is so crucial to put in the time that we expect other people to put for us and putting the time that we're expecting to put in for other people. Because if you feel like this is a waste of time, dating yourself and taking time for yourself, then that's exactly the standard that you're setting. That is exactly the standard that you're setting. You're setting the standard that spending time on yourself is not that important and that going through the discomfort of of spe- of really dedicating that time or doing something that's uncomfortable or weird that, you know, you're not used to doing like taking yourself on a date or slowing down or practicing that self-love that feels uncomfortable to you is just not worth it. 
it is so special to witness the women in the Dating Yourself program go through that discomfort and lean on each other and see how they're all experiencing and thinking the same thing. You know, this is weird. This doesn't feel good. This, you know, people are looking at me. What are people going to think? And then not only maybe have fun or enjoy themselves while while they're doing it, but also but also experience the fact that they did something uncomfortable and they did something out of their comfort zone for the purpose of loving themselves and for the purpose of valuing themselves and doing something different and feeling like, wow, I'm a fucking badass. I just did that. And I survived. And I, and I normally wouldn't have done that because fear would have gotten in the way. Um, and I did it. And I think next time it'll only get easier. And it was really nice to hear these women reflect that that they realize that the that this does take work. That self-love and getting to know ourselves and feeling that um, security in ourselves does take um, doing things that we normally resist, but it's so worth it and we end up feeling so much better. And, and that's really what I think this is all about, what dating yourself is all about, which is a little different than, than doing something like self-reflection work or journaling or meditating. Although meditating is similar in the sense that there's a lot of resistance for a lot of people to just sit down in silence. And I think this is similar. We're so used to looking for affection and validation and company elsewhere. And I really think that's where the piece about learning how to be with yourself as opposed to by yourself comes in. Because when we think we're all by ourselves, we think pain and boredom and, you know, thoughts come around it, like, I'm always going to be alone, and this is so sad, and this is so embarrassing. Whereas being with yourself is actually being delighted to be in your own company and getting to know yourself. I mean, we have like a thousand personalities. We all have multi-personality uh, conditions. I'm not going to call it disorder. Um, there's different parts of us, and these different parts of us they need our attention. They need us to nourish it before we get that nourishment from other people. And so in the opportunity to be with ourselves, we get to feel whole and complete because we're meeting those needs. And I'm a huge believer in that we don't actually um, need to tell our people our needs. And if you heard of the podcast with uh, Kevin Walton last week, sorry, two weeks ago. That's a big thing that we talk about that there's so many, there's so much conversation around how important it is to tell people your needs when actually we can only take care of our own needs. And when we do that, we set the standard for our relationships, which is what I, what I just mentioned. So there really is just such a reframe around how we've been um, operating and seeking that love and validation from the outside and um, not feeling complete and feeling like something's missing because we haven't actually looked inward and say and, and asked ourselves, okay, how do I nourish this part of me? Like my inner child that that really likes to feel validated, how can I validate her every time she says something uncomfortable, every time she stands up for herself? How can I actually turn in and look at that inner child within myself and say, girl, 
That was so brave of you. I'm so proud. You really spoke your mind and your voice is so worthy of being heard. And that can feel so good and so healing to our system. It's not something just mental. Like hearing those words actually makes our body fully relax. And and that's something that I can that totally resonates with me because I used to um feel super unsafe around partners and around men that I was dating. Like my, you know, I would actually shake uncontrollably, which is why I would turn to alcohol a lot during dates. And I think we do that for so many things. You know, we we really numb ourselves when all these fears and insecurities come up because we haven't just taken the time to be with them and to nourish ourselves and to take care of our own pleasure and to turn ourselves on just from the very beingness, you know, just from from our very existence and from from our beauty and from our surroundings, like getting just turned on by ourselves, by how much we love life and how much we love ourselves so that it's not something that's relying on other people. And I have had clients then say, okay, but I want a relationship. Like, what's wrong with that? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just that when we're coming from that place, if I want a relationship, I want one, I want one, then then it can be coming from feeling like an unneed met. And so that's just an opportunity for us to see hmm, what needs do I feel like aren't being met and how can I meet them myself? So I'm going to take a pause here and just let that land. I feel like I've just been rambling this whole episode. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw some thoughts out there around how important it is to date yourself and hopefully that really shown through and everything that I've talked about and the consequences of not doing that and how um, it is so important in order to design the life that really fulfills us and in, re- in, in order to really feel lit up from the inside, um, how important it is for us to take a look at ourselves like we are fucking goddesses and queens and like People are lining up to date us and people are so lucky to date us and treat ourselves that way and date ourselves that way. And that that just improves our relationships all around. And for those of you who have intimacy fears, that gets you on, on a much more solid ground and gives you the confidence to express your needs, express your desires and feelings. And that's what is created in my Dating Yourself program. So if this um, if this sounds like something that, that you would really love to dive into and you're ready to get outside of your comfort zone and connect with other women and really lift each other up, I mean, I think we're in such a beautiful time where we're creating this new um, standard of sisterhood. Ah, and, you know, it's something that I've experienced myself from the communities of women that I'm in and leaning on them in such a different way where it's not about competing against each other or um, comparing ourselves with each other, but about lifting each other up and helping each other grow and being mirrors for each other. And so it's been really exciting hearing those reflections from the groups that I've led, just seeing women open themselves up and and not have the fear anymore to show themselves to other women because we really all are are all experiencing the same thing and it is so beautiful to 
hear a woman express insecurities around her body or insecurities around um, what she likes, how she likes to be treated or or insecurities around her thoughts or or what she doesn't like or shadow, you know, like having no approval for her bitchiness or having no approval for for being high maintenance or whatever. All these different words that we throw around that are very derogatory. And it is so beautiful for then other women to be like, damn, you're insecure about that or you're you're worried about that? And think, oh my God, I, you know, I would have never imagined that this woman has insecurities around how she looks or that she thinks she's not pretty. And and it and it just has such a deep impact to just be able to witness each other and feel that connection. And in that moment, it creates such deep trust and such a sense of support that our world desperately needs right now. So if sisterhood is something that you're desiring and and you want to take on dating yourself and having a little fun going outside of your comfort zone and learning how to fill up your own cup, then send me a direct message on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Tanaya Milgram. It's also in the show notes of this episode and this podcast. And um, I'm going to be putting up an application form on my bio this week, I believe. So you'll probably find it there also. And um, I'll tell you more about it. I'm really excited. It, um, it It is such a fun, such a fun program. That's what I really like about it, that it's, um, you know, it has a lot of the emotional and mental work. But beyond that, it's just going outside of your comfort zone and doing things that you normally don't do. And for those of you who are scared to do those things, and this sounds intimidating, even just dating yourself and even hearing some of the things that came up in this episode, if fear ever came up and you thought to yourself, I could never do that, it's okay to be afraid. It is so normal and human. Fear has its own function. You know, if we weren't, we didn't have fear, we'd all literally be dead. You know, I mean, think about all all the times that fear stops you from doing something dangerous or it gives you an alarm signal that says, uh, you better take a step back and reassess. So it is okay for there to be fear. And um, fear does not have to stop you. And that is the the beauty of having people around you who are supporting you and holding your hand and and saying, you can do this. You can do this even with fear. You can expand your happiness level. You can express your needs. You can go on a date with yourself. And it is okay to be afraid. It is, you know, it's it's again like, waiting to feel strong to go to the gym. We keep waiting to not have fear to do things. And we would not wait until we're strong to go to the gym. It doesn't make sense. We go to the gym to feel strong. So it's the same with this. And it's the same with fear. You can do things with fear and get stronger and stronger until the fear disappears. So thank you for listening. And um, I hope to hear from some of you um, reaching out about the program. I'd be delighted to tell you about it. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. 
If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.tanaimelgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on Instagram on my handle at Tanai Milgram. I'm always posting content about what I'm up to and new insights, new learnings that I'm getting along my journey. And please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard. So together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.